when I hop on social media for championship weekend, yeah. he's giving his body breakdowns Man. from the freaking pool. Joining us on the Roman guest line is our guy, Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey NFL insider. You can hear Brian with Jason Lock and Four. I wonder if he was in a pool on Baldy's breakdowns with new episodes out every single week. Just search Baldy, B-A-L-D-Y on the Odyssey app or wherever you get to find wherever you find your podcast, excuse me, or you can type in S-U-N-S-H-I-N-E. That's sunshine because Baldy was getting all of it. How are you doing, sir? How was your weekend? It looked great. Yeah, my weekend was good. You know, that that, uh, that analysis from the pool was early in the morning. I mean, I was in the studio, you know, later that day in uh, NFL Films. So, you know, I, I, had to, I had to dig myself out of a, you know, a 12-inch snowdrift to get into my driveway when I got home. Well, even better. I would love to start my day with a pool, a little dip in the pool, yeah. give my breakdown, and then go into yeah. the freaking closet and break down all the games that you, we saw over the weekend. And, I mean, where 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 do we begin? Because this weekend was so good in the NFL, and has have all the playoff games been excellent. Um, that game, the first game of the, the night, of course, was Cincinnati taking on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs choke away another huge first-half lead. I guess I'll start with this. Who do you give more credit to? Because I've seen this kicked around on social media. Do you credit okay. Do you credit the Cincinnati Bengals more for weathering the storm or fighting back? Or do you shame the Kansas City Chiefs for letting their foot off the gas once again or in losing this game against the Bengals, who they were up by a ton, it felt like? Oh, I think there's only one way to look at it. You have to look at, at Cincinnati. And the, it's not like the Kansas City – just said, okay, we, we got this in the bag at 21-3 and let up. I mean, Cincinnati made a lot of plays, and they changed. They, they altered their defense in the second half of that game. They, they defended the goal line play there with nine seconds to go. Eli Apple made a, a tackle on, you know, I mean, you could question the decision whether to go for it from the five uh, with five seconds left or whether you should take the points. You could question that, but you can't question Eli Apple's tackle of Tyreek Hill, and they kept him out of the end zone. And so they, they, you know, and then, you know, you look at Samaje P. Ryan, he catches a screen pass and goes 41 yards. The blocking was perfect on the play. So that cut the lead to 21-3. In the second half, the second half of the game, Lou Anarumo, the, the defense coordinator of the, of the Bengals, he said the most important down was second down. Not third down or first, but second down. And so on second down, what they did was they really changed their defense. They went to a three-man rush. They dropped Sam Hubbard. Uh, in the coverage, they uh, you know, and they spied him with with Hubbard, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and they made him hold the ball. And he got frustrated when he was holding the ball. There wasn't a whole lot of places to go, and a lot of bad things happened when he held it. And they got back in the game as a result. Bodie, what was your biggest uh, takeaway from that game, especially if you could like put it into layman's terms for those who are looking to bet maybe, or yeah. back the Cincinnati Bengals here in the Super Bowl against yeah. the Rams? Like, what is one thing that after that game against the Chiefs is you're like, you know what, if you want to back this team, no X about the Bengals? Well, I would say this. They, they, since uh, Kansas City could not get them out of a two-deep shell with Von Bell and Jesse Bates, the safeties, they stayed back. They took, uh, they took all the crossing routes away, the deep routes away, and they were able to really defend Kansas City with their run game and short passing game with just their front, you know, with just their front. And it really paid off. They, they couldn't get them out of that. And so, you know, if you're the Rams and you're a passing team, which they are, and you got Cooper Cup and, you know, we know all the names, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the Bengals change their approach and say, okay, 
we're not going to let Cooper Cup get behind us the way he did against Tampa. You know, we're going to keep everything in front of us. And I call it the, the, the Bell and Bates Motel because it was a horror story for Kansas City. Baldy, what did you uh, – so that one was pretty shocking. I wasn't shocked that the Rams knocked off the 49ers, but just the way that they did it I thought was a little shocking because if you just look at the history, you know, and you look what the Rams do defensively, they disguise their coverage 53% of the time. And San Francisco is always a nightmare of a matchup because Shanahan's using motion and tight ends and fullbacks, and that's why they always control the clock and they always, you know, outgain them like 400 yards to 200. But you look at this one, man, and – Debo had seven carries for just 26 yards. Elijah Mitchell, 11 carries for 20 yards. Their leading rusher was Debo with 26 yards. How did the Rams, you know, when you look at them, they're like a modern-day NFL defense, pretty much, you know, they're built to stop the pass. How did they uh, shut the Niners down to 20 carries for 50 yards yesterday? Yep, um, that was the game. That was the game right there. They had in the, in the two wins, the two wins uh, against the Rams, the 49ers ran the ball 75 times for almost 300 yards. Just do the math. Mm. Um, and they warmed down. Yeah. They did not do that on Sunday. You, they defeated the – so what the Rams did wasn't really a whole lot fancy. Eric Weddle was nosy as hell. They couldn't account for him. Ashawn Robinson had the game of his life. They, they basically stacked and shed blocks, whether it was against Kittle or Trent Williams or, you know, what Von Miller did. I mean, those guys won the line of scrimmage. And physically – they outmuscled the 49ers, and that had not happened in some of the previous meetings with them. And once they really got the 49ers one-dimensional, Jimmy Garoppolo just succumbed to a fierce pass rush that he fell prey to in the second half of that game when they really turned up the heat, whether it was Von Miller, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, Philip Gaines. I mean, they turned up the heat in the second half of that game and got some really good rushes and collapsed the pocket repeatedly and that's what I love about the playoffs man because like you could look at EPA and the metrics and you kind of just like throw it all out because every metrics yeah. telling you the Bengals should be at home right now they're like 18th in every statistical category but yeah. I look at this matchup and it's like I don't want to bet against Joe Burrow right now you know they're four-point underdogs but you look at the matchup of the trenches and it's just like if San Fran couldn't get anything on the ground I love Joe Mixon but do you think that's a nightmare matchup you know against the Rams with Isaiah Prince and those guys going against Aaron Donald and Von Miller like how are the Bengals going to move the ball what should their game plan be you know other than having Burrow get rid of the ball quickly just seems like a terrible matchup in the trenches for him Well you know it was a terrible matchup against Tennessee but Tennessee is the best front in football so mm-hmm. Joe Burrow was sacked 9 times and he was hit 13 times and so they they altered their approach a little bit against Kansas City Kansas City's not quite as good as as Tennessee but they went to a, a little bit of max protection, uh, which helped. They kept the back in a little bit. Joe likes to get five guys out and really, you know, go through his uh, progressions. But they didn't always do that. They, they went max protection a couple times. They went play action. They did some things that they don't really like to do. So you got to think that against the Rams, with two weeks to get ready, um, they'll, they'll play. They might do some of the same things against Von Miller and Aaron Donald and some of the you know, the guys that they have on that front. I do believe that it favors the Rams, and I don't think Joe Burrow is just going to sit there and just, you know, check the ball down and get the ball out quickly. It's like he's looking for kill shots when he can get it. If he can set his feet, he's not going to miss. I mean, the guy just – if he can hitch and throw um, without getting hit, uh, he, he, he almost is 100%. So don't mix it up. Don't mix it up. You saw the screen game, right? So yeah. AJP run, yeah. You saw that screen. 41-yard touchdown, right? I mean, that's one way to slow it down. They threw a screen to Samaj P. Uh, 
to Joe Mixon, he went 23 yards. So they threw a couple of screens in there. And, you know, you got to think like screen game, both those uh, backs are really good at it. And then I think the one thing that can't really be overlooked is just how good of a back Joe Mixon is. Yeah. Like they, they set him down a bunch last, you know, in these three games. But he also scored the only touchdown that they had against Tennessee. He finished the game in overtime. Like, he's a good back. And so they won't get away from him. Everybody will say, well, why run it on first down and get a yard? Well, you know, those yards turned into 13 yards in the fourth quarter yep. or in the overtime, uh, and they got him in the field goal range for Edwin McPherson. We're joined now by our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Um, Baldy, man, a few things. You brought up Samaj P. Ryan. All I can think about right now is former Washington football team guys in the Super Bowl. He got Sean McVay coaching the thing, too. I, I think I'm going to cry real tears when this game finally kicks off. It's 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 sick to my stomach, Baldy. Um, but um, let's talk about one of the teams that lost, the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan declines to make a farewell statement on Jimmy G, which, of course, he's a professional. Why, why would he make that statement? But what do you think is next for them um, in the offseason, especially at that quarterback position? Well, I mean, Jimmy's won a lot of games. He's won four playoff games in the last two years. Uh, helped him win those games. Played well until the final two drives uh, this past weekend. Um, but, look, I mean, if you spend – if you uh, traded twice – to get to the number three spot, and you select Trey Lance. Whatever you think about him, had a couple starts this year. Um, you know, he's, he's the heir apparent, you know. And so when you draft a guy like that, you've got five years to basically build a team around him and get to, to a Super Bowl and win one before you have to start paying these guys a lot of money. And so it doesn't really behoove the 49ers to keep Jimmy G around for more years. I mean, you can. I mean, you can afford it. But when are you going to start developing Trey Lance? Right. And so they went literally two straight months. He never saw the field. Well, I just don't think you can develop if you're standing on the sideline. And so if you believe that he's the guy, then start getting him ready to be the guy. Baldy, we only got 60 seconds. I just want to ask that question because obviously I'm a Green Bay fan. Do you think Rodgers is back? Because it's kind of like the same situation with Jordan Love, like you drafted him. Granted, you didn't trade up for the third pick to draft him, but he was a first-round pick. You could have got a receiver. Eventually, they're going to want to see what they have. Yeah, they could have had that T. Higgins guy that made some plays yesterday. He was decent yesterday. you think Rodgers is back, or you think he's elsewhere next year, Baldy? Well, if I was Aaron Rodgers, and I, and I was allowed to have a, a conversation the way, let's say, Pat Maxey has one, I'd go, look, Aaron, you're in a division with a new coach and staff in Chicago, right. a new coach and staff in Minnesota. The Detroit Lions can't get out of their own way. I mean, you're going to walk through the division. You know, you're going to be the division champs. Now, whether you're the number one seed again, or, you, know, you know, whatever it is, like you're going to win the division. And so, I don't know, if you went to the AFC West with Denver and Nathaniel Hackett and you got to deal with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and you got to deal with Justin Herbert and, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, I mean, it might be a little bit more difficult. I completely agree. Thanks so much, Baldy. Thank you, Baldy. Yeah. Okay, my pleasure, guys. You bet. Our guy, that's our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger, on the roving guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. I can say that read in my freaking sleep at this point, man. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, then I'm like, get Roman.com. My girl's like, what? I'm like, nothing, babe. Just go back to sleep. Not for us.